Here's the thing. We use a very advanced scientific algorithm that works like this. We look at the number of red flags in a project, and the more of them there are, the less we trust the project. And that's the <laughs> yes. end of the algorithm. And uh, <laughs> it's worked pretty well for us. It's worked pretty yeah. well for us. What is up, everybody in the crypto sphere? It's the Crypto Basic Podcast, and it's Flagship Friday. And we are here to discuss all the news, all the goings-on, and everything that happens in the crypto community. Well, not everything, just the things that we decided to talk about from the previous week. My name is Brent Philbin, and I'm joined here by Kareem Baruke and Adam Levy. Say what's up, boys. Hello, everybody. What's up, what's up? All right, where I don't know, I, I'm somewhere halfway between excited and tired today. It is we're recording this on the Fourth of July. All super. This is the day that you're supposed to run around in like America boxers and blow shit up. In case you're not familiar, uh, and and look before we get into this episode, I want to tell everybody, Crypto Basic Podcast was founded to give the crypto community a place to learn about their favorite projects from a perspective that doesn't require technical knowledge or any deep understanding of mathematics, we keep it basic. Today, that was actually getting released on July 5th, even though we said it was 4th of July. Yesterday, today for us. Yeah. And this is our 80th flagship Friday in a row. We haven't missed one, given a couple have been technically released on Saturday, but that's all right. We'll let ourselves slide. (laughs) And that's that's basically it. We are the judges and we find ourselves... Not guilty. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, we've had some uh, precarious situations to deal with. Brent had uh, a tampon. Tampon know. nose. Yep. Yep. Kareem was <laughs> off in, you know, the nether or Ibiza. The Europe's. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it going. This is good. You know, speaking of keeping it going, I want to get right into it. I'm curious. Listen. All right, guys. I'm usually the one. That tells you to get into the crypto because we're taking too long. But I'm interested because before we started the show, uh, Adam began telling me a story, but we decided that it was better. He, t- he told us this story on the show live. But basically, Adam, you played the main event and no spoilers, you're still in it. Wait, let me do, let me just before we even ask Adam about this, I want to explain to listeners who don't know poker what that is. Uh, the World Series Poker main event, you can see it on ESPN live. Did it's you get Super any Bowl. Did you get any interviews this time for yesterday's? Uh, I did I did not. Uh, uh yeah, no. You usually no, no. do. All right, that's all right. We'll get you day 2. Anyway, it is broadcast on ESPN. You can watch it. It's a $10,000 buy-in poker event and uh the First place is usually somewhere around seven, eight million dollars ish, maybe more, depending. And it's it's a long process. It's like almost two weeks long to get from start to finish. So that is where we are. And Adam, you can take it from here. All right. So I played day one A yesterday, and I was actually feeling a little sick. And then I just was like, you know what? I've I've really wanted to do this the entire time. So and I felt good enough. So I hopped in. And so we'll get to fast forward to maybe three hours left in a day. Brent hits me up and he says, how, how are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. Just got to like 75K. Then like maybe a few hands later, I say I'm at 100K. And I just say, 
I don't bust day ones. Yeah, Av, I don't bust day ones. So <laughs> yeah. naturally, the poker gods, I guess, in this case, it's a, they're always listening. They know. <laughs> Look, you don't have to be a poker player to know how stupid it is to say you're definitely making a, uh, you're definitely making it through something while there is still luck involved and you haven't made it through yet. So this yeah. was a really ballsy move. Oh, yeah. I'm not superstitious, me, but I don't like very ballsy, but I, I was just <laughs> feeling it. And so I have 100K at 300, 600, which is a lot of chips at this point. You start with 60K, but it's still like to get to 100K is still, you know, pretty good. And then this French girl gets moved. She got like 10th in the main event a while back. She, I, I end up losing a 60K pot to her with a pair of sevens where I decide I'm just going to try to call her bluff. But then she kept Wasn't bluffing. Blocking. I don't know oh. if she was bluffing. She just shoved the river and I had to fold. So that happens. I'm down to 70K. Then I, I raise kings up. Someone re-raises me. Then someone goes all in in front of me for like, you know, a third of my stack. And I can't fold to that. So I shove. And the guy on the button caps his, like, looks at his cards real quick. Like, this is a common thing in poker. It's like, you have aces. You got to at least, like, look back for a second to make sure you have aces. And then you call. It was like, oh, God, I'm dead. And he has aces. I have kings. And I'm just thinking about Brent and the poker gods and how I should not have, you know, done. You should have not just tested. You know, that's so much. And by the way, for the listeners, again, now Adam is in a situation where his opponent has like an 82 percent chance of crushing his dreams. And then. Literally for the next 10 years, Adam will be thinking about that comment. Yes, I, I will. I will never to, you know, twist fate or, you know, tempt fate ever again. But the flop came Uh-oh. king high and I what? hit my 18 percent. And then I ended the day with one hundred and fifty thousand from sixty thousand. And I have two days off and pretty happy. And here we are doing the podcast. Me in good spirits instead of me being like, yeah, it, went uh, it was going well. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And let that be a lesson to the audience. 18% of the time means it happens 18% of the time. Yep. That's what it's it means. Gonna I feel like sometimes. some people think it happens never. It's supposed to happen. <laughs> it does. And it's pretty sweet that it happens in the biggest horn of the year. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats, dude. Well, we're definitely wishing you the best here. I think I can yeah. speak for the audience and Philbin. Good luck. Let's have a millionaire host. Woo, let's go. <laughs> Next flagship, Adam's going to have to skip because he's going to be crushing the final table and everything. So. Definitely hope so. If I'm still in next on the 11th, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, I can't record because I'm in day six of the main event. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, guys. So now I'll do it. Should we get into the crypto? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to the crypto, the crypto basic podcast. I think it's time. Well, in that case, I guess I Brent. Will, I'm going to talk about this rapid fire section here. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to try to go rapid. It never happens, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go quick. All right. First things first. Tether has a blacklist. I didn't know this, and obviously, it's not like they've hidden the information. It's not like one of those things where they keep changing it and it might not. Like it's always been there. But somebody posted on Reddit, he's like, yeah, somebody was going to pay me in Tether for a big debt. And I checked the contract to see what was going on. And there is a blacklist. So if he paid me with bad coins, I wouldn't be able to use them. 
just another reason why something like die is better because my guess is tether has to have a blacklist to even exist i I think all the stable coins might have one and you have to be aware of that you might get bad tether if you're out there in the wild now if you're doing it on like an exchange then i'm sure that they vetted it or whatever and you don't have to worry about it but if you're if you're uh, it's just another risk factor on top of the fact that tether is already admitted that they're being backed by fractional reserves you now have to worry out there if you get one of the bad tether coins that you can't use. Well, Brent, they're also backed by the loans that they made to their own executives. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're, they're, they're AAA quality loans. Uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, sorry to interrupt, but apparently uh, we just had an earthquake in Vegas and LA also felt it. And I don't know where it is, but like I was literally just like, I thought I was like, whoa, am I? getting dizzy i'm not moving why do i feel like i'm moving what yeah i'm not even joking uh, wow because uh, then i just happened to like look at twitter and people are like earthquake earthquake i'm like what the hell and then my friend is like earthquake uh, you know and he's in vegas so wow cool. live earthquake on the air crypto basic i'm earthquake. okay it's my second breaking earthquake. news I've been breaking in. news Yes. Adam survives another 18 percenter. All right. right. Sorry about that. This was going to be rapid. This was going to be rapid. Oh, man. Yeah. That tectonic interruption. Blame Mother Earth. All right. So looking forward to this one. Netflix is going to be releasing a documentary on altcoins. It has Vitalik, Jian Wu, Justin Sun. Hopefully they get something funny from him. Uh, Yi Hei, which I guess is uh, he's part of Binance. I didn't know that. Charles Hoskinson is going to be on there. Sunny Liu, uh, Jun Hasegawa, and or maybe it's Yun Hasegawa, uh, Da Hong Fei, and our our buddy Roger Ver. I, I feel like I like Roger Ver more because Craig Wright is such a fucking tool. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I like it's not that I like Roger Ver, but I'm just like man, maybe like maybe my bar was just too yeah. high, too <laughs> high for like what I like in people in crypto. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that should be cool when it comes out. I, I didn't look at the release date. Uh, I'm sure there is one, but it it's coming. Anyway, check it out when it comes, or it might already be out. I don't know. So next up, David Marcus has has released this quote about Facebook's Libra. You don't have to trust Facebook to get the benefit of Libra. Anybody believe that? Um. I don't know enough yet. To believe yeah. that or not believe that. Well, here's the thing. Like, in theory, it's an open source project or whatever, but the Calibra wallet is what they're creating and they're integrating with Facebook and you have to trust them to use that wallet. So, uh, and also you have to trust the other people that can put up $10 million. So, anyway, uh, just a f- funny quote where they they clearly understand what the community is feeling. Um, Brent, what if they were to announce that they were going to put an open source kit or whatever to allow the development of third-party wallets, but that that's all they could be is wallets, that they're not integrated into all the messaging systems and stuff. So if you sign up through WhatsApp or Facebook, you get that entire network. But if you want to have a standalone wallet and interact with the network, you could, and that they allow third parties to do that. Would in that scenario, you trust this project more? A non-zero amount, but I would still not trust them. So the the end result is as long as they're only allowing the elite to run nodes and specifically the United States or Facebook affiliated elite to run nodes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust the project. So, um, yeah. So it's going to depend on how much they go ahead and decentralize as much as they said, or make it 
low barrier entry or whatever, you know, right. as opposed to... I could definitely see that that being the case. Maybe not in the present moment, but, you know, give it a few years and, and Libra... Because just from a uh, branding standpoint or just the public kind of uh, the sentiment, you kind of want to try to do things a little differently than Facebook. You know, because how many people are just like, ah, oh, well, Facebook, well, maybe we this is a chance for Libra to kind of, you know, separate themselves just a little bit and not have to deal with all that flack that they're uh, they're definitely going to get. Yeah. And that, you know, that's the other problem, too, when we say something like, well, you know, maybe in like a because three or five years is not an unreasonable amount of time for a project like this to, let's say, begin a decentralization process. But the problem with Facebook and them being able to implement Libra is that three or five, three or five years is also plenty of time to establish a complete monopoly essentially over the market. At which point they have so much influence that they're like, "Oh, oops, did we can't decentralize now?" But it's too late. You can't. It's too difficult to remove someone who's got that much control over our market. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. That's what they. That's what they did with their privacy violations. I mean, they waited long enough that there wasn't. You know, like if MySpace had did that exact same thing in their early days, then people would have just migrated to another social network because it wasn't ubiquitous yet, but now it is. So hmm. anyway, continuing on, Reddit now has the ability to tip with bat, not through a bot. Like Reddit's always had crypto tip bots, which is kind of cool, but they now are, it's being built into, you can just go click on tip the person. Uh, we are now, crypto basic Brent is verified on reddit which is basically our crypto basic account i i'm the only one that posts on there but the uh, but, but it's basically also my personal account so i don't know i post <laughs> i posted i remember um brent is the show, guys brent is the show so yes he's the twitter <laughs> he's the reddit <laughs> yeah anything mean that's said at all is all me um <laughs> a piece to had created like a bot that posted our reddit posts and he messaged me after i posted something he's like i'm not sure if you want all of those posts to go to the discord and i was like oh no like i forgot that i was posting from like myself and i was asking about like so it, like a personal situation it wasn't like embarrassing or anything it was just like yeah this has nothing to do with crypto basic but <laughs> it was uh it was kind of funny. So about half my posts are, uh, I, I asked him about like a, a situation with a company and, and anyway, anyway, we're, we're on there. We're good. You can check that out on Reddit. You can throw us tips in any way you want. We take them, we take all tips, which I, I was that a tip hustle. Oh man. After I tried to go off on somebody on Twitter about that. Anyway. All right. Be cool. Now talk about craft beer. Yes. Craft beer. So there's this interesting craft beer company called BrewDog where they like sell shares of their breweries. And so it's like this weird combination of franchising and like IPOing, I guess, where you buy pieces of their company and now they are accepting cryptocurrency. So you can go to the link in the show notes. It's not like we get any affiliate commission from that or anything, but they have uh, it's equity for punks now accepts crypto. So I don't know how these equity shares have worked out for people in the past, but they're there. I, so you I'm, can buy them. I'm this somewhat is, I think interested. You know, I, I would, I want to now look at the company, check it out. It's up their decent investment. You know what? I'd be happy to interview these guys. If anybody happens to know them uh, or, or no way to get them on the show, feel free. I might actually go look for an email and see, and maybe we could just ask them how for this sure. works. All right. Final. Oh, sorry. I, I wanted to say they're accepting Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, Ethereum, Litecoin, Omisego, Qtum, Augur, Ripple, and Zero X. So missing a few like EOS is kind of funny, but then they have like 
auger and Qtum. It's it's kind of weird. So it's weird the ones they're accepting. Maybe they just have like a payment processor that accepts those specifically. But I thought that was kind of an interesting setup. And before we move on to the next story, I need to take a second because we we have a sponsor for this episode. Want to let everybody know that WildFoods.co is now officially sponsoring Yay! portions of the crypto basic podcast yes if you're interested in wild foods it's a company that i work with but there are so obviously there's a bias there but also they are officially a sponsor so wildfoods.co is where they are they have real foods real ingredients sourced uh locally and from small farms across the world and they are on a mission to really help the way people eat a lot of great coffees and all that kind of stuff on there. So go check them out. You can use the code CryptoBasic12 to get 12% off your order. I tried the... Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. The mushroom. What is it called? Oh, we have a few. The, oh, the lion's mane. It was the lion's yeah. mane. Uh, yep. Yeah, they have both. They have they have four different mushroom blends that they can put in the uh, coffee, coffees. Adaptogenic mushrooms or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So, so let's put in a protein shake. Boom. Yep. And bro it up. Anyway, but yep, check check them out. Let them know that uh, Brent sent you. You can also follow them on Instagram. Do that. Go on there and say, "Hey, Brent said we should follow you on Instagram." And I have an Instagram. It's no Insta Brent, and I've never posted on it. So if you're interested in tagging me, go ahead and do that. All right, guys. So as a quick side note about these uh, equity shares, I went to go do a little research, and you, it doesn't look like it's real equity. It looks oh. like it's more like a membership program under the name of wah, equity wah, wah. or something. Oh. Like that. Shit. I, I don't know. That's what it looked like. Maybe. Well, I don't so think your equity is like you get some beers. <laughs> Share and brew dogs cost 23 pounds each, and the minimum investment is two shares. Amazing benefits for all investors. They do talk about like lifetime discount up to 10%, lifetime discount in the online shop up to 20%, free equity punk ID card with bar discount electronically stored, a free copy of our book, free birthday beer every year. An invite with a plus one. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I think it's, yeah. I don't think it's that serious. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, man. But maybe not. All right. Well, for, so yeah, you get 23 pounds and it gets you some free beer and some discounts. <laughs> That's, it's basically a mug club, but they call it wait, like wait. The more you invest, the bigger and better benefits you get access to. So. Oh, <laughs> now this, uh, instead oh, of sounding man. cool, this sounds like a scammy ICO. <laughs> <laughs> uh jesus all right well we i don't know if i wanted to have these guys on the show anymore so if you were doing that research <laughs> just go ahead and can it all right uh, oh man who's up what are we doing oh jesus okay i think you're I'm, up uh, i'm you're gonna, gonna talk, talk about to craig Wright, creator of bitcoin yes i'm gonna talk about craig Wright because we can't go an episode without talking about this guy uh the the trial that we mentioned last week it is happening still and he, it was real fun to get the live. I remember, I was, I was on not Twitter lie. as well. Yeah, Wait, is it true. He cried or something. Yes. Like that? Damn. Yeah, we're getting to that. Spoilers. Jesus. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So the hearing was about, <laughs> the hearing was about why Craig Wright uh, couldn't provide access to those Bitcoin wallets to prove the Satoshi right, and it, it's part of the Kleinman case that we've covered both correctly and incorrectly. I like got it backwards on one of the episodes. It was kind of funny, uh, but Kareem <laughs> covered it right when he talked about it. 
Uh, but basically, there was a uh, court journalist named Carolina Bellotto that was covering it on Twitter, like kind of like live streaming it. And some of the highlights. So that email, remember we talked about that email that was he submitted to a case and then the Internet figured out that it was like a forgery, basically, where they looked at the um, the hash of the email and found that it was created like years after he said it oh, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that got brought up in court and he accused the opposing counsel of trying to commit perjury by submitting that email into evidence, but it was submitted by him and his oh team. So, so as he's like yelling about how this is perjury, the, the lawyer for Kleiman's family was like, you submitted this, your counsel submitted this. So he took it and threw it across the courtroom and he was like, this document doesn't matter, which prompted the judge to say, if you throw another document in my courtroom, you'll be in handcuffs so fast, your head will spin. Uh, the judge's name was Judge <laughs> Reinhardt. So <laughs> he he started making up new reasons why he couldn't get to the Bitcoin that he, he said was in those wallets. He says, don't worry, I'll get access in June of 2020, which oh. I think is conveniently passed when he gets like exported or something like that. Uh, he said that he put the keys into different you know, they're going to be delivered at different times or some shit. Oh, of course. Uh, there was a scheme for it or whatever it's called. Uh, and it, which really pissed off the judge because the judge was like, you didn't think that this was important information to share with us in May of 2019 or whatever. Like, did you not know this and, or whatever the time was? So yeah, the judge got pissed off. And at some point during this whole thing, he started crying. So, <laughs> so Craig threw shit around the courtroom. He was crying. He yelled at somebody else for something that he did. Literal toddler and actual turd sandwich going on. So uh, their next trial date is 7-10 or the next date of continuing this. And somebody looked into some of the documents that have been submitted for that one. And he has a, he claims that he submitted or created a company, I think with Kleiman called Tulip Trading Limited. And they were able to find evidence of an email back and forth where he actually purchased Tulip Trading Limited as a shelf company, which means that there are people that create these. I thought it was like a typo for shell company because it was like kind of broken English, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, They create these companies and they just sit there and they will then sell them to you so that you can say that you founded the company forever ago or whatever. And the older the company, the more they will charge for them. So he bought a company that was, you know, allegedly bought a company that was created by like a service so <laughs> that he could say that he started it earlier than he did. Uh, he's such a scammer, dude. He's With not even everything. a good one. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I like that at least this is getting to a final point where now it's like there can be some accountability now that the judge is seeing that this guy's a joke. Like once you're actually trying to prove evidence or whatever, you know, it's always convenient stories, you know? Yep. And of course it's always great to follow Peter McCormick's Twitter for anything Craig Wright related because we, we had him on the show before he had this vendetta. I want to, I'm probably going to ask him to come back to just talk about this (laughs) once this case is over. But he put out like a video of him playing a guitar. He was in Miami, I guess. And his, it was, waiting for Craig Wright updates like or whatever. And he's just <laughs> looks like he's in grunge and he's going around with the guitar, but apparently he was holding it upside down. Brant from the discord was like, yeah, he was holding it upside down. He's like, I don't know why he had like an amp sitting there and everything. If he didn't know how to use the guitar, but <laughs> then, uh, 
then then actually interestingly in our discord that we have like these detectives right so there was the picture of peter he had like the amp and he had the guitar and everything and they figured out that the amp was actually a refrigerator (laughs) and they were like i think it's got hinges like it's a refrigerator so they googled and then they found that there is an amp refrigerator that looks like a real amp it was anyway good good job guys So, yep, that's that's my Craig Wright update. So I'm going to I'm going to I've been talking way too much. I'm going to take the sideline for you, gentlemen, while you go around the world. We've got three separate crypto around the world stories and they're coming now. Yeah, so here's kind of the, the sad news, but it's the reality. Uh, a big portion of this is going to be under the umbrella of Libra. So we're going to go back to talking about Facebook, but it's something that we're probably going to touch on because as we mentioned on our last flagship, I believe it's just um, Facebook is an actual entity that's now trying to carry forth a big, big thing in, in cryptocurrency. And this fight is going to be had now because governments can deal with them individually. I think I posted about this two weeks ago, if I recall correctly, right, Kareem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then last week, and then now we're just talking uh, about it again because it's not going away. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like this is just going to be a constant from here on out, like we we said. (laughs) Go ahead, Kareem. So, yeah, we're starting to see the responses now, right? So we've already touched on um, the fact that the House Financial Services Committee was asking facebook to stop they've already officially sent a letter to the executive team saying that until they have a chance to have meetings and regulate the process they don't want them to continue development on libra i think that's probably one of the most relevant since facebook is still a u.s company so of course i think this is this one's important um there was a quote like the reasons that they're giving is that, for example, people using digital wallets with Facebook are going to be exposed to the potential of trillions of dollars that are being deposited without uh, deposit insurance, which I actually think is valid. Um, yep. And we've had tons of, you know, uh, they estimate that it was a billion dollars that was hacked from exchanges in 2018. So, and, you know, also about money laundering and things like that. So that we already talked about the U.S. response. Well, now... Japanese regulators are also getting anxious about uh, Facebook's cryptocurrency. There was an article that's based on a report from Nikkei. It's I think it's pronounced Nikkei, right? Nikkei. Anyway, I'm going uh, Nikkei. Nikkei yeah, the, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure. Nikkei. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Adam Shh. seems pretty worldly. I feel like that makes me question myself. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> Japan Central Bank apparently is getting on the side of, hey, we need to slow down with this because they feel that Libra represents a real threat. So this is a report from We can Nikkei solve this right now. Nikkei, which... It, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have this, the ability. There is a, there is a thing called Google. It's a, uh, that wait, actually, I would, us the answer to this. Brent, we should Nikkei. come up with a name for this segment whenever we pause in the middle of a show to find the, uh, the answer to something. We'll so, call it. Right, so I think you Google. were actually right. It was Nikkei. Googleless. Well done, Nikkei. Excellent, excellent. Well, I do love being right. That is that is fantastic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so 
Nikkei says that the Bank of Japan, they were talking to a source inside the Bank of Japan, and this was the exact quote. I actually think this is kind of a cool quote from a couple angles. It will move money into an absolutely virtual world. So it's completely different from other forms of digital payments. Um, now, that's just their perspective. I think a lot of people would hear that quote and be like, yeah, that sounds like a good thing about crypto. Back to Libra. They also are afraid that Facebook's goal here by linking Libra to a bunch of currencies is that they're going to be able to avoid control from any one country. So by being this like basket of national currencies, it essentially makes makes it where no current no nation can really have much to say and therefore much influence to play on Libra. So they're kind of freaking out. And um, they also point out a couple of other economic effects, which are also valid. So one of the fears is, for example, let's say a bunch of people go and they're like, okay, I'm going to use Libra. So you go to your local bank, you withdraw a thousand or $2,000 and you deposit it into Libra. Well, all of those reserves that uh, Facebook is going to use, they're going to deposit it in the big national banks. So essentially what you're doing is centralizing the reserves even more and you're taking money away from regional banks, which is obviously more unstable and not good for the local communities. And the last problem that the Bank of Japan has with this, or at least the source in the Bank of Japan, was that they feel Libra would essentially get a free ride because they're going to be using all of these banks, deposit money in banks, you know, use... uh, customer known ID that is being used to banks, all kinds of stuff that has to do with what the banks are doing. So the banks are going to spend a ton of money to meet financial regulations and Facebook just kind of gets to hover on top of them and not spend any money on uh, compliance. So all of that is to say that it doesn't look like Japan's reception to the Libra project right now is positive. And we also don't seem to be getting a positive response in the US house. Before I go on, guys, any comments here or I don't think we're getting positive responses from anybody. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that need to be yeah. the the framework isn't there yet. The governmental framework isn't there yet, I guess. And I think that Facebook is still going to uh, I think they're going this is going to be a very very big thing. I think ultimately it might end up being a what landmark is that the the phrase like a landmark case where yeah. things get a lot more defined yeah, because so too, of Facebook forcing the hand of all these of, of at least the American government and now things are getting made quicker rather than just kind of having some occasional talks about it. Yeah. You could definitely feel the momentum. And I think reading these articles, you you really get the sense when you hear all the different quotes that regulators are feeling like the pressure, like the momentum of this project and the momentum of Facebook is coming forward. And there's like, you know, that if they don't stop it and sure enough, Facebook is just a bad, it's just a shitty corporation. So it's not a great thing to be carrying this torch for the cryptocurrency community. That's for sure. Well, and just a couple more references, guys. We have the G7 also, as a reminder, this is one last uh, response. The G7, which is the group of seven. So that involves Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, the US, and the EU. Well, France- Not to be confused with the G20 summit, which just happened where our president's daughter, you know, took care of our foreign relationships. 
Yeah, but that's cool now, Brent. It's cool to have your family and relatives <laughs> do foreign policy because it makes the yes. lives angry. <laughs> uh, anyway, but so France's uh, finance minister, his name is Bruno Lemarie, has been making requests and asking the G7 central bank regulators to do a report on Libra uh, by July because he, like genuine fear, it was the actual words used, that Libra could replace national currencies. So they're taking this very seriously. You know, we covered last week that Facebook is going to like give us exactly what you said, Adam, a landmark case, something that's going to be very definitive. Uh, But I think that it's pretty clear, strong, influential, powerful governments and governments that are going to have a lot of influence on Facebook are putting the stop sign up. So this might not roll out as quickly as some people think. Well, I know they're not rolling out super quickly, but... What are they <laughs> launching? Again, we're going to be in this stupid spot. They're not launching for a while. I can't remember how long it was, but we're going to be in this stupid spot where we don't want something bad to happen for all of crypto because fucking Mark Zuckerberg decided he needed to make Zuckbucks. But at the same time, we don't want Zuckbucks to exist, <laughs> or at least I yeah, don't. So exactly, uh, it's going to be like betting on the political candidate you don't want to win. Like there's no <laughs> there's no good outcome there. You either get money and have a person that you hate, or you lose money and get a person <laughs> that you like. Well, there's one uh, positive. This is just speculation, of course, because it could turn out a million different ways. But I see one possible silver lining. Most of the time, the corporate sector is going to have a huge edge here when it comes to deployment and all that stuff, right? But really, what we truly want, idealistically, is some kind of bottom-up network like Bitcoin to be the thing that takes hold. If Facebook is such a bad representative and is such a vilifying figure that like regulators get hard on it and they come down and everything, it might actually make it to where it gives more time for an organic bottom-up decentralized uh, network to emerge more and more and more and more and get more value before one of these corporations gets a chance to deploy. So it could be good. I That that sounds like the best outcome. So let's hope that that's what, that, that's what happens. <laughs> All right. Brent, so sure Adam, dream. we can dream. <laughs> well, I think it's time to move to Adam because he apparently knows how to speak Dutch now. And found a nice little article about you know. Oh, I see the thing Google about Dutch is there's just a lot of J's and O's in the language, and it's just a piece of cake to understand. <laughs> but also, uh, you know, for the things I didn't understand, I Joe just problem. used Google Translate, and that happened to uh, you know get uh, most of the article translate. Yeah, most. Yeah, mo- just maybe most a few words. Of the Dutch I didn't understand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. This article popped up and it was actually hard to track down because I, I misplaced it. I, I saw it and was like, where where to go? And it was just, there really hasn't been that much uh, talk about this aside from this one Dutch article. Basically, they're planning on banning payments with cash over 3,000 euros. And they want to get rid of the 500 euro banknote which I've always thought is is uh, was the coolest. I think there was someone named Purple Euros on uh, on Poker Stars, and I thought that was the coolest name. It was all it was was just a stack of purple euros. I mean, <laughs> America doesn't have a five hundred euro note, and as a poker player, it's kind of annoying. 
you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to play a ten thousand dollar tournament. All right, you need a hundred yes. one, you know, one hundred dollar bills. But the per- <laughs> apparently they want to make it more difficult for money launderers, and uh, you know, I think that's fine. I think it's a it makes sense, but. Do you think that this is a good or bad thing? Um, maybe a little bit of both. What do you think? Well, first, I'm going to say that it is kind of interesting that we haven't come out with something bigger than a hundred dollar bill because we've had the hundred dollar bill has been the biggest unit of currency since like however long, right? And money is obviously inflated, and like there are times where I've eaten meals that cost more than one hundred dollars. So if the, if that's the biggest bill that I could possibly even own, it's kind of crazy that meals can get yeah, to that. Yeah, high roll of bread over here. So I remember we went to each one of you has been to a hundred dollar meal with me. Steak in uh, Vegas, and you got the hundred and ten dollar Kobe steak. Yes, I had to get that. I had to try it one time, and I realized it was not twice as good as a fifty dollar steak. So I didn't ever order it again. But so. But yeah, yep. you're right. And Kareem has been with me at Kuro for sure. The, I, the, anyway, the, the point is here, we're getting off track. We need to be talking about food that the it, it makes sense to have a $500 note. It's, yes, it is weird that I've always had a hard time with the bank bans situation that we have here where you're just supposed to trust the fact that like the hundred bills have been banded up correctly when you're handed a band of 10,000 because mm-hmm. How easy would it be to just take one bill out of every one of those stacks in a bank and now you just have like $100 for every stack that exists and when you hand it to somebody, they think it's $10,000 because they don't pull it out and count it and then it's strapped. So if it's strapped, it's fine. You know, like, I don't know. I think not that easy though because people would just come back and complain and if you have a good oversight system, it would narrow in on the branch, you know? I agree that we could use bigger currency and look on the other end of the spectrum, even the penny is like totally useless and yes, we just don't, we just don't move. Apparently it's that's, that's our thing. And as far as the ban on cash, I kind of hate it to be honest with you. And you guys know, I'm usually more of the pro regulation side as long as it's sensible, but it's, it's when it makes sense. And when you're creating a better system, like here, you're limiting everyone's freedom for a bunch of very plausibly legal had things that have no like where nobody's suffering or anything to people's freedom to transact in cash uh in order to like limit one narrow yeah. group you know like, like oh well we i've had money. friends who have bought houses with know. money and it's just like yeah technically they own earned it from poker but they definitely have won a lot of money in poker that it seems makes sense you know it makes sense it's just like sometimes what is there anything yeah. wrong with you know sometimes you just don't want to i mean you just have a lot of i don't know like you have cash see that's my point it's everybody's taking a hit on their on their freedom and like why does the government need see i, I don't agree with that i don't see what their place yeah, why is does facebook say? need that data why does the government need that data that you don't need to be signaling when you buy but something what about the fact that you think that it's going to Keep your uh, that maybe down the road we're not going to be really using cash anymore, anyways. So is this more of are they doing it? Yeah, maybe for money laundering, but also kind of like as a a test run to see what it's like without cash. I suspect we'll never be a hundred percent cashless society. It's already to the point where like we as poker players we always have cash, but 
what I've noticed is when I go to a different circle, like when I'm with poker players, everybody pulls out cash. We play credit card game for the bill and we don't think about it. But when I go to dinner with a group of non-poker related friends, when bill comes and we didn't get individual bills, everybody's like, I don't have cash. I don't have cash. I don't have cash. Can I, I really like, have cash? Nobody even has player. cash. So yeah. cash is fading itself out. Yeah. Like it's fading itself out. You don't need any help from the government. If somebody chooses to have their transactions monitored, that's fine. Let them do it. But there needs to be an option Fair. for cash. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Right. I lose one that's thing to that. your, uh, your statement, as I was trying to find this uh, this article, I, I did find something on Sweden that actually I think they were trying to go cashless entirely. And oh, you did. Yeah, I think we covered I feel like that. I've heard oh, that okay. before. Yeah, we've covered yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think it was before you were on the show. But yeah, they they're like yeah, already was... most of the way there, I think. Yeah, and it, it does make sense that it would eventually move in that direction. I mean, like if paper can represent value why not zeros and one and once the method of transport is easy like you know if we're just clicking wrists or whatever and we can transfer value yeah, easily i could see sure. cash fading out all sure. right now uh brent uh you want to give it a go with uh wait we're not done oh. here we're, we're going to cuba we're, we're still going around the world kareem and i have been to cuba you still haven't for whatever reason so you need to get you need to get down there you can always check out our boy ramsey at the that is not a paid advertisement we're just friends with him and uh <laughs> kareem what's going on with cuba man what what's happened yeah man so 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 just a little bit of where there's a need there's a way or i don't know conditions create creativity i don't know insert a quirky quote but the story here is that cuba is apparently sitting down with academics and and researchers to figure out if they can use cryptocurrency to get around U.S. sanctions. So Cuba's government said in July that it's exploring solutions. They're going through an economic crisis uh, from their own economic crisis because of their own organization. And also it's been exacerbated because of U.S. sanctions, right? So now it's gotten even worse, it turns out, because Venezuela is in an economic crisis. And it turns out Venezuela was one of the big aids uh givers of financial aid and oil and stuff like that to Cuba. So this quote came out from Alejandro Gil Fernandez, which is the economy minister in Cuba. Quote, we are studying the potential use of cryptocurrency in our national and international commercial transactions. And we're working on that together with academics. And this followed with reports. I think we covered a while ago that Iran was looking into a blockchain based project to replace Swift uh, in which they were working with Russia and Armenia. So bottom line of the story is U.S. sanctions are a economic tool of foreign policy. They can be effective or maybe not. You could, be, you could debate it. But what's interesting is to remember that people always respond, right? And these countries aren't going to stand still. So, and now countries like Cuba or Russia or whatever are going to be working on projects specifically because of U.S. sanctions. That's it. Yeah. Something. It it turns out if you tell somebody they can't do something and you're not really technically supposed to have any control over them, then they're just gonna find another way to do it. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah. Interesting theory. Anyway. Perfect time to talk about Coinbase. All and right. Brent. All right. 
we don't have anything for Coinbase, but I feel like you know sometimes like it's an obligatory. Oh yeah, mentioning how do we let how, you know for the new listeners? He's yeah. banned from Coinbase. He's not banned from Coinbase anymore. He's on unbanned. The joke banned. is over. Yeah, that's why I didn't. The joke is over. I actually feel like the they probably found it. They're like, man, yeah. these guys are hammering about that. <laughs> they went to the CEO of Coinbase and they're like, sir, yes. it's the eighth time on Crypto yep. Basic that they've mentioned Prince <laughs> Ban. We need to do something about this. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, what about uh, Walton Chain? We haven't talked about them in a while. Oh, yeah. It's time for that section. Time for That's a Scam. No, 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 no. That's a scam. <laughs> I, and, it, and here's the thing. This isn't even really a scam, but like... It kind of is because it's Walton Chain. So <laughs> I, I put Walton I put Walton Chain in here because all of our previous dealings with them have been in that's a scam territory. They were hit with a ninety nine point nine nine percent attack. I don't even know what that is or how that's possible. But apparently they they <laughs> have like their Walton Chain ERC twenty tokens, and then they have this other chain that has like that miners use or whatever. I don't really know that like how they work or pair together, but they got that got attacked so 10 days ago there was a vulnerability that they discovered and they announced that they fixed it or 10 days before this anyway and then it was and then it was attacked 10 days later in the exact same way for thing they said they fixed uh and somebody basically gained complete control over the entire walton chain network i don't know what it cost them to do that or how hard it was but uh the attacker attacked like the worthless chain like the the chain that they get mining rewards, but they can't trade them anywhere. There's not a single exchange that has them. It's called a fray chain or whatever. So I don't know what the miner was hoping to accomplish, but in an anecdote that I found in the Reddit post where they, where I saw this, (laughs) apparently there, we missed some cool Walton chain shit. Uh, Back in the, back in the day, Walton chain posted a picture of their offices. And then fray chain is supposed to be like a different company. And they posted pictures of their offices like within a few hours or whatever. But they like replaced the names of Walton Chain with Frey Chain. But they didn't replace anything else. So there were like the same fake plants like sitting there. They just <laughs> took it from a different angle. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? These are the same offices. So that, that was pretty funny. And mm-hmm. also, uh, this is going to lead us into shots fired. But in the Reddit thread, the, the top comment was, oh, my God, crying emoji. I can't believe Walton Chain is under attack. Thank you, Walton team. <laughs> Heart emoji. <laughs> Keep doing the good work. What? Arm emoji, arm emoji, arm emoji, rocket ship, rocket ship, rocket ship. <laughs> so that that's good. Just some just some trolling there as a as a reference to when they back in the day decided to give a winner of a project to themselves <laughs> so yep glad we've been talking some mad shit about wall and chain forever and just another coin on the list of coins that crypto basic hates that have had serious problems so here's the thing here's the thing we use a very advanced scientific algorithm that works like this we look at the number of red flags in a project and the more of them there are the less we trust the project and that's the <laughs> yes. end of the algorithm, and uh, it's worked pretty well for us. It's worked pretty yeah, well. Unfortunately, for us. I may have missed a few of those red <laughs> flags, and uh, may have uh, <laughs> dipped my toes into some wall. <laughs> got a little bag of wall chain. chain. But, I mean, very minimal. But I was like, uh, I was interested. But yeah, 
it's so dumb. Look, all, all kidding around aside, like when the whole Walton Chain project, uh, giving the price to themselves happened, it's not like, I get it. I, I 100% admit that a real good project could have some stupid person running the Twitter or the contest, like make a mistake or manipulate things themselves and they get rid of them or whatever. But realistically speaking, though, in most scenarios, how serious is your company? How well is it being run? How like legit are you guys? when that stupid of a mistake happens. You know what I'm saying? Like public mistake where you announce the winner is yourself from the account itself. You forget to even <laughs> log out to tell people, signal you cheated. Not only do you cheat in a giveaway, yeah. like why would you do that? It's it's just so... <laughs> and it's yeah, not like know. they had a good response. They, no, they were yeah, just like, oh no, he totally won. Oops. It was okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, That was a good segue into Shots Fired. I want both of you to go to loser.com. Wow, that please. domain just is available? Type into your browsers, loser.com. Oh my wow. god. Yes. That I can't believe that's available. It redirected <laughs> oh me to Craig Steven Wright's amazing. Wikipedia. Loser.com directs to Craig Wright's Wikipedia. Apparently, somebody paid twenty thousand dollars to oh. get that domain just to do that. I hope As it was just real like, Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Satoshi's like, you know what? I was waiting to move these Bitcoin, oh, but I feel like this is a good reason. <laughs> yeah, or they might not have bought it, but they own it. So so the estimated value of Loser.com, according to GoDaddy, is $21,000. So they redirected Loser.com to Craig Wright's Wikipedia, and I could not be happier. Congratulations to whoever you are. I'm uh, Lawsuit incoming. Lawsuit incoming. I'm going to sue yeah. the internet for relinking me. I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. <laughs> like, imagine if the Bitcoin. South Park guys followed crypto. They would love oh my God, Craig yes. Wright. Yeah. Actually, I they probably do being like lifelong libertarians, but they'll never put it on South Park, unfortunately. Dude, man. Him and uh, Edward. He's the... What was uh, John Edwards? <laughs> the biggest yes. dish in the universe. Is Craig yep. right now? Craig He's the new giant. Definitely the biggest news in the universe. Yep. Oh, as a quick uh, sign, do you guys remember the story where some? I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was some politician. They tweeted something out, and they accidentally put a dot in one of the in one of their comments, so it created a hyperlink to a website that didn't. Yeah, exist. that was Rudy Giuliani. Oh yeah, yeah. So somebody bought the website, and he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah. the accidental uh, website." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna sue the Twitter." Like, really? You don't even educate yourself on what just happened before you That's just start funny. talking about it <laughs> yes the owner of a cybersecurity firm said that he got hacked because somebody bought a domain yes this is <laughs> this is actual actual information that oh, was funny Lordy. all right so so some more shots fired we got charles hoskinson on on the show he uh somebody said that they were upset with how long pardano was taking to develop and I just clicked on the tweet and it appears to be gone. So that sucks. I wanted to read the whole tweet, but it was <laughs> basically Charles looked. The, he responded to the guy by saying, then go fork the code and finish it yourself. And then he talked some smack about how they're finishing things in a in what is the correct order. But if you think you can do better, then go ahead and try. He's sick of internet trolls or something similar to that. I don't know. I can't pull it up now because uh, somebody <laughs> deleted it. So uh, this doesn't seem like a good. This isn't a good look. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Char- well, Charles' actually, Twitter presence is not usually a good look. Hold on a second. As a quick side note, this is the when it comes to snarky. The other one where he was just like, <laughs> "Go suck a dick" or something. I'm like, "Wow, oh, yeah, why did you go there? Go That's terrible." Dick, yeah. This one, 
if anybody's going to get snarky or whatever, this is my favorite type of snarkiness. Like, because, it, because yeah. more than likely he's talking to somebody who's completely unqualified about blockchains, who's just running their mouth because they bought something that is hoping goes up in value. So you're like, okay, well you do it. Oh, you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Well, then your opinion doesn't matter. Uh, I kind of like yeah. this snarkiness. The other snarkiness was <laughs> just douchiness. <laughs> All right. Final one. This is, this involves EOS. <laughs> I, I randomly saw this and just laughed out loud for this one. So I just decided I would post it. Uh, there was a Reddit post that was claiming that on the EOS subreddit, the moderators were not deleting the phishing site scams that were being posted. Uh, they were posting a bunch of things that were saying like, oh, EOS like pools or whatever or apps or whatever it was. They were phishing sites and they weren't getting deleted in in the subreddit. There was a there was, in the post. The top response was from a guy named Agent Tank, which I'm wondering is if that username was related to the time the guy took the tank out uh, and was a crypto guy but anyway he said scammers always go for people that have been scammed successfully before oh <laughs> and yeah so therefore yep it's targeting the eos subreddit may be a great bastion if you're trying to uh get get some people who have been scammed and even though we would normally come to the end of the episode i have one more thing there is a mystery abound and and do, do, I, I want to bring do, do, it to the do, do, forefront in case any of you are involved. Kareem sent me a picture the other day of his mailbox. And in his mailbox at his apartment complex, it has written next to his name in quotation marks, the OG what? basic bitch. <laughs> and he assumed probably correctly that I did it, but I didn't. And our regression analysis of the handwriting has revealed that it was probably a female that did it. But we have no idea who actually did this, who had access to Kareem's mailbox to write that he was the OG basic bitch. So, Paul, Kareem's, uh, no. No, it was not her. She was the one that brought it to my attention uh, and asked me if it was me. <laughs> it's got to be and JJ. Like, no, that was clearly Brent. <laughs> Yeah, I thought. I about don't that. think Brent would just be lying about it right now. No, I. I don't know. I kind of believe him. I, maybe we got know, a fan maybe girl. Forgot about Look, it. there was a point where I was like, I was like, maybe I did this and well, forgot I'm not about it. Girl's <laughs> handwriting. That's just Brent being Brent. It, it looks. It, it looks like yes, too pretty. I mean, nice. obviously, it could be yes. a guy with a like feminine handwriting, but it looks way too pretty to be uh, most guys' handwriting. So, so my even guess in the scenario where it's a guy, he's just like it's a feminine handwriting. It could just be handwriting. You not- know what I'm talking about. There is a clear difference between For what it's with, worth between I, most males' handwriting so and most females' handwriting. See, I have a little bit of a tangent, a story about someone who I kind of will say in high school. Yeah, maybe it's not PC, but in high school, I like basically said to this guy because I graded his test, like or like whoever did this writes like a girl, and it was like definitely like I t- it was ba- and it ended up being a guy, and then he ended up being uh, gay. Because I found out because he was on the real world fucking years later or whatever. Oh, so Gaydar exists and it's Adam analyzing your handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) So I think Brent is not necessarily right here because his handwriting was very bubbly. And I would think that it would generally be a girl. But, you know, maybe he, he, he could be it could be a gay guy. It could just be a guy with bubbly handwriting. I don't know. Well, let's let's say then the probability would be either. Either a female or a gay person or gay male or <laughs> or somebody who just happens to have amazing handwriting. Oh, but yeah. the highest probability is towards the first two sections. Uh, and, you know, Kareem, 
I don't know what what's going to happen here. I, we're putting this out in the world there. Maybe we'll figure out who did it. Maybe. I doubt it. I didn't know you were going to put this out in the world. I was 100% sure it was you. And after that, my reads were done. So uh, <laughs> the only other possibility was that at some point, one of my uh, uh, one of the people that delivered my mail also happened to listen to the Crypto Basic podcast. That is, I guess, plausible. But what are the odds? You know what I mean? So... I'm, I'm trying that, to remember if I ever sent you, you to rule that out. Did I ever send you a package that said like OG basic bitch on it? And no. then they were like, oh, well, I guess I better write this here so that we know that this package would also go to. I don't yes. think so. But I, you know what, Brent? That is now the highest likelihood thing that happened. <laughs> I, I definitely like I've sent o- Adam some packages and I put O Man Levy instead of Adam Levy just like to be funny. I've, I remember sending uh, a friend of ours that we call Nitty J. I just sent I put Nitty J as the name so that you would <laughs> if that package ever got lost we would have some problems. But anyway, that that was fun. I just want to talk about that. It's kind of funny and interesting little if troll you're the crypto that, basic that I don't caper, think I did. And and the, the, the handwriting is not let's, me. Let's so, get this going. Yes, yeah. the handwriting is not me. I would have had to like get somebody else involved in order to get that accomplished. So I got, I got a little screenshot here of the handwriting, Brent. I'm going to, I'm going to show it to Adam so he can also be the judge of how bubbly, how bubbly and how sure we can be of your read that this was a woman who, uh, yeah. Where's the screenshot? <laughs> well, I'm saving, I'm saving. Hold on a second. Hold on. A Should second. we get this some elevator time, music gentlemen. going on? Some screenshot not- elevator music. Okay, here you go, Adam. Main chat in three, two, one. All right, Adam. Is this bubbly handwriting? It's just three words. See, my claim here was, this is what I was trying to explain. I'm not saying that you can't tell something sometimes from extreme handwriting, but this yeah, just seems like I, all I, capital letters. I, w- kind of not, I would lean towards it being a, a female, but I'm not gung-ho. It's not incredibly bubbly like a normal... Yeah. Oh God! No one's ever done a smiley face. Uh, guys never use a smiley face. Yeah, Brent. I mean, maybe if there was that's a yeah. No, Adam, that's a female exclusive thing. Happy faces, especially when they're telling a joke or something. Because there was a heart. I would say yes. They're writing someone else's girl. But when the B looks like a heart, the B is very heart-ish. Listen, on the I'm, first I'm basic. saying I'm leaning, I'm leaning girl over guy, but it's not like uh, the radar, the handwriting radar is not going full girl. So I, I think it could be a toss up and uh, we got to get to it. I know there are probably a ratio of women to men that listen to it or probably like one to 80. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Third. <laughs> <laughs> 80, 80, 80 no, no. Crypto. We we talked about this. Crypto is much more. There's a lot more women interested in crypto than that's than true. Our well, there are more women playing poker than it's, ever. Yes, actually, much more. Uh, yeah, that's true. That, I did uh, see that. In Vegas I think I've seen sure. like one, maybe two women in the Discord. But uh, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, it's probably lower. There's a few. Uh, some have reached out to us in email for sure. I've talked to. We definitely have some some female Maybe listeners it was that could have um, <laughs> So if you're, a, a, yeah, it's uh, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's the next most likely. You guys are coming <laughs> up with really likely possibilities. I like this. Very high probability guesses. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right, carbon monoxide poisoning. You could have carbon what? monoxide poisoning. That's what it probably is. 
okay that's very a reddit niche, reference very okay, anyway the, the, the there was a reddit thread where somebody was posting about like weird post-it notes that they were getting and they were like somebody's leaving me post-it notes and i don't know what to do about this like somebody sneaking into my house and leaving post-it notes what was happening is they were writing them and forgetting about them because they had a leaky carbon monoxide situation mm. and their detector wasn't working. And somebody on the Reddit thing figured it out. They were like, wow. go get tested That's for crazy. carbon monoxide poisoning. And they had it. Interesting. So, so uh, interesting you bring that up. There was actually talk about a uh, journalist that does science stories or paranormal stories because she lived in what she felt was a haunted house and like legit haunted. She was feeling dread. She was feeling pressure on her thing. She, she like felt like she saw things. And even when people visited, like they just got bad vibes and she got, um, she tried to do like all these ritualistic things, you know, like get somebody to come over shaman and, and try to do something with, I don't know, something Christian, something shamanistic. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of exorcism type thing or de haunting, whatever it's called. And, um, of course the scientific community is more like, no, that's all BS. And she went online and she described the symptoms and she's like, try to figure it out. And apparently somebody said the exact same thing, Brent. check your carbon monoxide. And she got it tested and apparently it was really bad. And whoever came over was like, if you wow. hadn't called, you could have been dead in like a couple of weeks. Crazy. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that was, a, that was and actually that tangent kind of delivered unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bit of a rabbit hole at the end of the crypto basic we we had poker we had kareem's mailbox we had carbon monoxide poisoning and a little bit of crypto in there too so oh yeah remember join our discord you want to be part of these discussions where they figure out that amps are actually refrigerators and follow us on twitter we got uh, our our twitter captain is adam he has the most followers by far he's at ruthless on twitter he's got that blue check mark and everything R-O-T-H-L-U-S. And honestly, if by next week I am not here, that is a really good thing for me. Hope to not see you next week, bud. Crush it. Yes. And we are at Crypto Basic Pod, so check us out. And otherwise, make sure you are subscribed. Leave us some... We haven't gotten reviews in a while. Maybe this isn't (laughs) the right episode to ask for reviews after, but feel free to leave those. Join our Patreon. And otherwise, keep it basic. And what are we? We are not financial advisors. We are idiots and you cannot make trades based on what we say. (laughs) And I'm definitely getting it wrong, but this is another good secondary attempt. Uh, If anyone else wants to finish it off, feel free to go for it. Not even close. You got it right. There you get all the major points. Investments have inherent risk. Do your own research and uh, never invest more than you can afford to leave. There you go. Uh, These guys are smart. They know. Bye.